Hello and welcome to Bookmark, where you can take a pause and dive into the wide world of literature. Um, The views expressed in this episode are the views of the participants and not shared by the Benton School District. This episode may contain spoilers, so listen at your own risk. Hello, we're here today with Miss Sarah Goodman, uh, the author of Eventide. Thank you for having me. This is my first podcast interview ever. Well, it's our first one we're given. Um, so quick summary of Eventide. Eventide is a ghost story set in the small town of Wheeler, Arkansas in the early 1900s. It follows the story of Verity Pruitt, a recently orphaned girl who indentures as a farmhand in order to stay close to her younger sister, Lila. The townspeople of Wheeler are generally kind and Verity's host family treats her well. They have only one warning, stay out of the woods. Despite their warnings, Verity ventures into the woods and sees what she believes to be a lost girl. The townspeople write her off and Verity tries to let it go. However, other strange occurrences and the possibility of family in the area pull Verity back into the back into the mystery. Accompanied by friend and fellow farmhand, Abel, Verity digs deeper into the rumors of her potential family, and she discovers some unsettling information. Verity must then find the full picture before it's too late for those she loves. That's a really good summary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you should write that cover copy. All right. Um, so a couple thoughts that we had about it is, um, I think it was more of a subconscious thing for us, but we felt like the character characters talked with Arkansan rhythms and stuff like that. And that's very important to us. Um, because a lot of the times it feels like the characters don't talk like us and like they're from California or New York. So they don't say y'all or anything like that. Or worse, they say y'all addressing a singular person. I hate oh. it when I see that in books. I know it's it like me crazy. It's just <laughs> I think it's more of a subconscious thing, but it really like brought me into the world of the book better than it would have if it was say a Midwestern accent. Well, you can probably tell from my accent that I am Southern and I'm from <laughs> Arkansas. I've lived in the same small town for my entire life. It's got 300 people and thousands of cows. So um, I wanted to have an authentic Southern voice for the Southern characters in the book. So it was partly intentional and it was probably sort of unavoidable just because you kind of have to write what you know. And it it sneaks into my writing no matter what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So... Me personally, I was wondering, is the magic that you used in the book in a reference to any like local witchcraft or other stuff like that, or did you come up with it all on your own? It's pretty much a mixture of research and then just things I thought were cool based off of research. Um, I did a lot of reading about the Ozark Mountains and the traditions of granny women who were sort of folk healers, but there was a little bit of a belief, at least among some people, that they had powers beyond just the normal use of herbs and roots and other plants to heal. So I liked that idea and I just kind of bumped it up. I just made a granny woman uh, and made her more magical (laughs) than she would have been in real life. Yeah. I find that really interesting. And I feel like that, that showing that culture is important to other people and it just makes for a great story too. Oh yeah, and it was some of the most fun research. Like, by research history on my computer, it looks like I'm trying to kill people all the time in creative ways, but I have a lot of 
research into dangerous spells and things like that. And it's it's just that's one of the most fun parts about writing fantasies. Uh, right. Um, so why Arkansas? Is it just because you grew up here? And- it's because I'm from here. Yeah. Uh, when you're writing your first book, everything is new and overwhelming. And I thought it would be one less thing to worry about if I could just use a real world setting so that I'm familiar with. Wheeler is a real town, but the layout of the town is actually based on Sheridan, Arkansas. Um, I took the name Wheeler from a town in the northern part of the state, and the layout is from my research about uh, Sheridan, which is right next to where I live in Prattsville in Grant County, like the courthouse in the center of the court square and the way the businesses are arranged around it and where everything was is from my research into old historical documents about the town. So I just kind of, I wanted to have it set in Arkansas and it also made it easier on me as the writer at the same time. So I understand that. Um, so why does the why the name Verity? Does it have any? <laughs> okay, I try really hard to be historically accurate, and I have to admit that Verity is not a common Southern name. It never was a common Southern name. It's primarily found in um, Great Britain, and it's a pretty English name. I actually got it from just a throwaway reference in a Terry Pratchett novel. <laughs> I love Terry Pratchett, which is completely a different genre than I write. Um, he just offhandedly once said something about a character named Verity Pushprem or something comical because his books are humorous and I thought, oh, Verity is a cool name. And it, it does mean truth and since she's looking for the truth of what's going on in the woods and in the town, I thought, yeah, I'm going to use this. Um, this is a funny thing though. Her original name wasn't Verity. It was first Vivian. And while I was drafting this book, because it took me so, so long to draft it, um, a really well-known book came out called Orphan Train. And the main character in Orphan Train was named Vivian. And so I thought, if this, if Eventide ever gets published, I can't have a character named Vivian coming to town on an orphan train when that is the, the premise and the opening setup of this pretty famous historical novel that's going all around the country right now. So um, I actually changed her name to Verity in the early, early first drafting. Yeah, that would make sense. You wouldn't <laughs> want it to... <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to look too derivative. Um, did you enjoy writing the book? Oh, so that is a really hard question. I think that, of course, you have to enjoy writing or you wouldn't pursue it as a job. But like everything else, there are going to be lulls and times when even a thing you love the most in the world gets hard or dreary or when you're reading the book for the 10th or 11th time during edits and revisions where you're like, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing anyone ever wrote. Um, So there are times when it's just, it is work, but all in all, yeah, I, I liked writing this book and I hope that it shows in the book. I've written other things that I I just wasn't quite as in love with the story and the characters and I feel like that comes across when an author is you know having to write because of a contract and not because of I really like this story and I really want to tell it. Um, so what would you say is the best way for aspiring authors in small towns like 
these towns that are in Arkansas to really get started with their writings? Well, I think one good thing is that location really is not such a deterrent to succeeding in writing as a business. It's not, it's not a hindrance in the way I think it would have been years ago because everything is online. And um, I know a lot of authors say it's really important to network and be part of um, an author community. And I think that is just for support and encouragement without, like for example, my critique partner is an author named Hannah West. And without her encouragement, I would have given up uh, during the drafting process for sure because it does get long and discouraging. Um, but the best thing to do is connect with authors, whether that's online or in person, so you have that support system and be willing to revise because writing is rewriting. And once you get the book revised and revised again and again, you just have to start looking for an agent. That's the number one tip. To be traditionally published, you really need an agent, um, a literary agent to make connections with editors at publishing houses. And I know a lot of people have success self-publishing, but I am not tech savvy enough or marketing savvy enough to do that for myself. I needed a publishing house to do that <laughs> stuff and let me just write. So yeah. that's, I make a community, be willing to rewrite and try to get an agent. Yes, that's my advice. All right, and then I know I didn't really put it on what we sent you, but one more question that I had was, uh, I, are you, is there a going to be a sequel to this one or? There's not. It's a standalone. Okay. Um, I did have a two book contract with Tortine, which is the publisher. It's it's part of the Macmillan family, and this is a little bit of the business side of publishing that you don't hear a lot of. So my contract was for two young adult historical novels with fantasy elements. So I spent pretty much all of the pandemic, the first year and a half, writing another one. And when I turned it into my editor, she was not in love with the book. And <laughs> I really, I have to say, I didn't love it either as much as I loved Eventide. So we talked about ways to revise. We talked about taking it apart, pretty much down to the seams and building it again. And in that process, we started talking about other genres and I mentioned to her I actually have always wanted to try middle grade um, so that's for about ages 8 to 11 ish is the middle grade audience and she was really excited about that idea because there is a middle grade branch of Macmillan and right now I'm working on sample chapters and a proposal for a middle grade fantasy to present to them and I may be switching to middle grade so Fingers crossed and stay tuned on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it has been lovely getting to chat with you. Well, thank um, you so much for having me. No problem. This has been Bookmark. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Music for this episode has been brought to you by Fez Lion Studios.